there. Welcome to the Food Guilt to Food Freedom podcast. I'm Emma, a dietitian specializing in disordered eating and eating disorders. If you've been dieting your whole life and feel swamped with guilt and shame by the world of diet culture and fitfluencers, you're in the right place. On this podcast, our mission is to crush confusion and give you tips and strategies to build a better relationship with food and your body. To get started, you can snag my free lunch builder to help you plan an action, a week of lunches that curb binges and fuel workouts. Head to emmaquokdietitian.com slash freebie to download it now or find the link in the show notes. Happy, happy Wednesday team. We are jumping into another podcast episode and this week we are talking all about orthorexia and the fitness industry and particularly we are unmasking what orthorexia is and I guess how the fitness industry can unknowingly perpetuate harm or why we often see this type of eating disorder which is a little bit newer pop up in the fitness scene. So I wouldn't be surprised if you have already heard of this term um, but this is a relatively newer eating disorder that has come out and it is still a serious mental health health issue and a type of eating, eating disorder that has mostly been quietly lurking in the shadows and it's often one that is more dangerous than we realize because it is often hidden within the eating dis, uh, within the fitness industry because you know it is aligned with you know being well like in the wellness industry or being healthy or pure or you know detoxified so in today's um, podcast we're going to delve into all of that specifically um, and so I wouldn't be surprised I guess if you are someone who feels an intense pressure to be quote-unquote healthy or find quote-unquote wellness um, within your life because there's so much messaging out there telling us that that is what we should be pursuing. We live really in a world that is largely obsessed with the pursuit of getting the and again I quote perfect body um, which also is uh, quite often a way we judge someone and whether or not they are healthy. And so, of course, having good health is something that we would all love to have, but we also need to acknowledge that it's a massive privilege to be able to access health and to be able to work on your health because health is actually so multifactorial. And so with all this wellness and health hype around, there is often a bit of a trap that can happen um, that isn't explored much and not talked about enough. I think there's just this underlying assumption that everyone can pursue health just like that and it should be easy or if you have this pill or this diet or this detox, that is how you get it or weight loss, you know, whatever it is. Um, So I think... That is why I really wanted to make a podcast episode about this eating disorder specifically because I know how much it intersects with the fitness world. Again, it's probably not one you've particularly heard of. You know, the ones that are more common are things like anorexia, bulimia, binge eating disorder. Um, So yeah, let's shed some light. And in this podcast today, we are going to delve into what orthorexia is, how does the fitness industry impact upon it and how does it actually impact on our own mental and physical health and relationship with food. So first up, we are going to understand a bit more about orthorexia. So like I said, it is is a newer eating disorder. 
and it is characterized by an unhealthy obsession with healthy eating. So the statistics actually on this eating disorder are not very well known um, given it is in its earlier stages of, um, you know, our understanding and the research isn't, you know, super hard line on it. So it is one of those, again, grayer shades when it comes to identifying whether it's present or not. You may have heard there is often a, you know, an intense fear of weight gain with some of these other eating disorders that often leads to that severe level of food restriction or compensating behaviors or, um, harmful behaviors. But unlike those eating disorders, orthorexia isn't actually usually primarily about weight loss. Instead, it's often marked by an exaggerated emotional distress when it comes to making food choices that are perceived by the person as unhealthy. And again, I'm saying those in quotation marks um, because, you know, a food isn't a single food in itself isn't really healthy or unhealthy. It's more so zooming out and looking at the diet as a whole. So this fixation and obsession with being healthy all the time can lead to, um, you know, inadvertent excessive weight loss and potential malnutrition as a result because we are trying to cut out so many things or detox our bodies that we actually don't get the plethora of, of nutrients that we would get from, you know, having a balanced diet with from all the, the, the food groups. So weight loss essentially for this eating disorder isn't actually usually the end goal. And so this, of course, then leads on to an array of other physical and emotional impacts though, that can still negatively impact that individual's health. At its super core, and to kind of sum it up, orthorexia is essentially rooted in this pursuit of attaining, you know, good health and wellness. Now, I don't know, but there are probably a couple of gurus and celebrities out there that we can probably picture in our minds who, you know, spout wellness and make it look like it is so easily attainable and should be what everyone is pursuing. And not to name names, but we can probably picture a person in particular lighting a vagina candle and whispering wellness at us, okay? So it's not uncommon and not uh, surprising if this is something that you feel like you've been trying to achieve. If you or someone you know has fallen into an orthorexic pattern, then you likely genuinely believe you are doing the right thing for yourself and your body. And you're probably really determined to make the right choices when it comes to nutrition, as you have every right to, okay? And it's not, this disorder is, that's where I guess it's hard to pinpoint this disorder because obviously that is great to a degree, but perhaps if it is starting to cause a ton of distress on a person, both physically and mentally, then we are edging into disordered and eating disorder territory, okay? So here's a couple of common signs that a path towards health may have turned down a, a potentially darker and insidious path. So number one, you avoid unclean foods or you fixate on this idea of clean eating, which often means cutting out certain food groups completely from the diet um, or avoiding like any type of convenient foods, which also places extra demands and pressure on yourself to make everything from scratch. Number two, you are super concerned about anything processed or starting to worry about any additives in foods and constantly checking the ingredients list on certain things or you just won't buy anything um, that is 
in your mind processed or packaged. Number three, you were scared of someone cooking for you because you're worried about what's in it or what they might put in it and how that will affect your body and your health. Um, Number four, you might feel genuine disgust or fear that eating something um, about eating something you perceive as unhealthy because of how it might impact on your health. Number five, you avoid social occasions that involve eating in the pursuit of wellness, which has now then impacted on your ability to, you know, continue to uh, nurture your relationships and connect with others. And the last one is that the thought of, you know, eating something that you consider unclean causes you a heap of guilt, shame or distress. So you might have noticed as I read out some of those points, a lot of those things often get praised or looked up to, especially when it comes to the fitness and wellness industry. And so it becomes very hard to determine, hey, am I doing this because you know, I, you know, in a healthy way or a way that is balanced with the rest of my life and taking both my mental, mental and physical health into account? Or have I taken it that step too far where it is turning into that disordered territory? And only you will truly know that. Um, and sometimes it is hard to see it. Um, but I just want you to take a moment to reflect, you know, do does it sound like I have taken it over the line or am I actually comfortable with where I'm at? I really want to clarify that the point of this podcast isn't to, you know, villainize the entire fitness industry. Um, and in fact, I really want to actually pause and recognize that there is so much good being done out there. Okay, many fitness professionals um, are genuinely aiming to help every single one of their clients just lead healthier lives. And I do understand that. However, there is a critical crossover where some orthorexic behaviors intersect with the fitness culture, as you can probably tell from some of the examples I've already given. So like to give you a few more even, the following behaviors might sound familiar, but things like sticking to a strict low calorie plan, never missing a gym session, or, you know, just pushing, train hard. Um, What's that, you know, no pain, no gain motto, um, cutting out, you know, all junk food from your plan or striving to become as lean as possible is some of the things that are deemed as the norm in this industry. And so these behaviors are often promoted as acts of discipline um, or willpower. And unfortunately, some of these seemingly like, you know, healthy goals can often spiral into obsessive and unsustainable habits that aren't monitored or reflected on. And so we just continue to get praise for these. And then we get this like high that we're doing something and we're getting praise for it. So we continue to go down that path um, and sometimes, you know, too far. And that's where we cross the line. I think the real gray area that the fitness industry is failing to address is that there's almost this unspoken rule in there that you should put your health above all else, no matter what the cost is. And if you are not prioritizing your health, you are not, you know, doing yourself, you're doing yourself a disservice or your family or, you know, everyone around. And that's where the message can get really harmful because again, health is not something that is actually attainable for everyone at every moment in their life. There are times where um, other things take precedent or there are massive, massive barriers to accessing and attaining health that are not taken into account and instead we just continue to judge from the outside. 
So again, it's not that anyone is necessarily doing anything wrong, but I think when you are collaborating with your coach or if you are a coach listening and you are collaborating with your client, it is important to have a two-way conversation and not put health above all other priority areas and assume that that is what that person should be aiming for. What we actually deem in our minds is what health looks like from a body perspective is also something we really need to unpack and dismantle because this pressure can often be the thing that leads to unhealthy habits, both physically and psychologically, which is not a healthy place for the client to be in any way and takes away from the original goals. I want to quickly touch on in this podcast as well, the dark side of before and after photos. We see them all the time. If you're scrolling on Instagram, I can hazard a bet you've definitely seen a Transformation Tuesday and all of these posts are really depicted as these stories of success and happiness at the other end. Um, But beneath the surface, there's often a lot more to these images than meets the eye and that is what is left out in the discussion. What you often don't see in these before and after photos are the challenges, both physically and emotionally, that many of these people face after the after photo is taken or all the turmoil or all the quote unquote hard work it took to get from the before photo to the after photo. These photos often communicate, you know, the message that your before body is not good enough and the pursuit of this idolized after body is what everyone should be striving for and um, working to attain because that is the epitome of health and happiness. What is left out in the piece and what I so often hear about is the isolation, the starvation, the poor mental health, the low libido and sex drive, the obsessive food thoughts, body dysmorphia, and not shockingly, the binge eating that is that comes on with a vengeance after achieving that, you know, after photo that everyone is praising and, and giving people, you know, so many likes for on Instagram as an example. So I think these photos, while they are meant to, you know, inspire, motivate, get sales, they really do inadvertently contribute to a lot of orthorexic behaviors and unhealthy relationships with food that are perpetuated by the fitness industry, which is really unfortunate. Um, and hopefully we are seeing a bit of a change with this, but it's definitely something to just be wary of if this is something that you are, you know, often looking up to or aspiring to when you're scrolling through your own social media. We've talked through already some of the physical impacts of orthorexia in terms of leading to malnutrition and nutrient deficiencies if we're constantly trying to be quote unquote clean. Some other things to really leave you with is just to remember the impacts both on mental health as well um, as that desire to maintain this impossible, you know, pure diet can become all consuming in the mind and, you know, the enjoyment of food can diminish leading to that cycle of anxiety, guilt and obsession. And that obviously then in flow turns to affect one's relationship with food and can lead to, you know, broader mental health issues as well, such as anxiety and depression. Of course, with a damaged relationship to food, we are also at higher risk of 
leading this leading into binge eating. Um, and if we've had a significant period of clean eating, that can often be broken by this uncontrollable wave of cravings, which can turn into binges and create this vicious cycle of restriction, guilt, overindulgence, and so on and so forth. So further breaking down that relationship with food. So we always are just wanting to bring perspective and reflect on whether our own behaviors have, you know, turned a more sinister corner or not. It's really crucial to approach this topic, you know, with compassion as well and understanding. Again, the fitness industry isn't the sole perpetrator of orthorexic behaviors. And it is something that is, you know, quite systemic and cultural as well. It's a really complex issue. And it's not just to point the blame at certain people. Um, It's Really, yeah, I I can't express enough. It's a bigger issue than that. And these behaviors as well, if you have fallen trapped to them, stem from a genuine desire to be healthier and feeling like this is what you should be doing. It's likely that it's just spiraled a bit out of control. So if anything has come up for you in this particular episode, I'm more than happy for you to reach out to me as always um, and just show yourself a little kindness. Take some time to probably reflect as well on your own relationship with food after this podcast and I'll see you at the next one. Thanks so much for tuning in with me on today's episode. I'd love to know what you guys learned or what small skill or strategy you could take away and try today. Please don't be afraid to DM me on Instagram. If you've enjoyed it or found it useful in any way, I would so appreciate if you can take a spare minute to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify as it helps me get the word out about this new podcast. Thanks again, team, and I'll see you at the next one.